Hey now, we are getting over, and I am the Silver King, Adam Silverstein, here to lead you through these hard times. With a special instant reaction edition of your favorite professional wrestling podcast. Big news coming down Tuesday, right as Vintage Chris Manini and I were getting ready to tape our regular WWE show this week, a WWE Elimination Chamber Ultimate Preview Edition of the show. Big news coming down out of AEW with Cody and Brandy Rhodes apparently leaving the company. We have statements from CEO and president of AEW, Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes himself, and plenty of conjecture, plenty of things to discuss on what looks like the biggest story in professional wrestling so far in 2022. Will it be? Is it even real? We're going to discuss all of that momentarily on this podcast. I would be remiss, of course, as always, if I did not remind you right off the top that the Getting Over Wrestling podcast, any show, doesn't matter if it's an ultimate preview, an instant reaction, every show. So please do not forget to leave a five-star rating for us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a review on Apple as well. Let people know how much you love the show. And also do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Getting Overcast. For those of you who may be a little bit confused, you see this you know show posted early on Tuesday. We are officially, for the first time in the history of the Getting Over Wrestling Podcast, we're giving you a two for Tuesday, as they used to say on the radio, two shows, one day. This show, we are talking about the big news that I mentioned, Cody and Brandy Rhodes apparently leaving All Elite Wrestling. Chris, uh, let me read the statement here from Tony Khan, uh, and I'll break down a little bit of what's happening. I want you to weigh in. Uh, So Tony said Cody and Brandy Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability combined with his boldness and his passion for the industry and his love for community outreach helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long something new, innovative, and lasting. He praises Brandy for her work with the American Heart Association and Culture City while working with the women's division. And he said, I have immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy, and I wish them both the best as they move on from AEW. Thank you, Cody and Brandy! Exclamation point. We also have Cody Rhodes tweeting, and it is one of those single paragraph, really long statements that I'm not going to read. But long story short, he thanks Tony Khan, and he says, Tony's taken the baton and run with it. We called him a beautiful soul. Thanked basically everyone in the AEW universe. He said he really valued working on the community outreach team. And then he closes it by saying, thank you, fans. Y'all did the work. Let's live forever. Now, coming out of the news of Cody and Brandy leaving AEW are multiple reports that Cody is currently speaking with WWE including from prominent non-wrestling journalists such as Ariel Hawani. And Ariel, as you know, recently has broken some WWE news that WWE seems to have fed to him. You know, um, I think it was Ronda Rousey coming back or something with Brock. I forgot exactly what the story was that he broke, but he broke a couple stories recently on purpose, seemingly from uh, WWE. Now, Chris, let me just set the stage for you and I want you to weigh in here. Cody was an executive vice president and founding member, if you can call it that, of AEW, even though Tony owns 100% of the company. He has two reality shows on Warner Media Networks, including one 
that only exists because of AEW Roads to the Top. By the way, that one is currently filming. And the other is a game show that, you know, maybe he would have had just from being in the Warner Universe, even if it wasn't AEW related. Brandy was the chief brand officer of AEW, whatever the hell that means for AEW, if it was just a title to give her or if it was something she was actually doing, I don't really know. But it seemed like most of her work, notable work, came with charities. And that, of course, is very good. But she also just returned to an on-screen role. She was in the middle of a terrible storyline with Dan Lambert and Paige Van Zandt clearly building to a match at Revolution. As far as Cody, he wasn't really involved in a storyline, but he did come back. They put the TNT title on him as an interim and then had Sammy Guevara beat him again. So they just gave him a title run. Chris, there's just something about this that makes me not believe it at all. It makes me think it's a work. It's a ruse that he'll negotiate with WWE and like show up at Revolution, blindside Hangman Adam Page and say, I've signed a new deal and this new deal lets me challenge for the AEW world title, which was taken away from me by that dastardly MJF. And he gets booed and the whole thing. I I don't understand what's going on here. It feels to me like it's a, a very big work that only three people know about, Cody, Brandy and Tony all for AEW. Tell me I'm wrong. Convince me I'm wrong. Okay, so... uh, uh, Look, this is pro wrestling. A part of you is always going to think everything is a work. We're conditioned. Yes, we are. I I get that. But there there are so many parts of this that I don't think AEW or Cody would make this a work. And it's for a few reasons. One, before this... Before the announcement, there were reports from Ariel Hawani, uh, Mike Coppinger with ESPN, mm-hmm. and a few others that said sources say Tony, uh, Cody just told Tony he's leaving. I don't think AEW or Cody are going to feed news to reporters that is a work. I know that there's stuff like the WWE Hall of Fame that's a work and whatever, but I, I, I don't think they're going to essentially damage the reputation of actual reporters by giving them news that's not real. Because obviously that was given to them. Two, Cody's statements. Cody's statement made references to negative one, to uh, to, to Brody's wife, to, to all kinds of people that are involved in the company, that it really did feel heartfelt. And we know Cody's a great promo giving heartfelt statements and stuff like that. But I don't think you go to this extent if it's a work. Now... That doesn't mean I think he's going to WWE. I don't know. I, I mean, he does the Go Big Show. He clearly has aspirations that are things that are bigger than wrestling. He's done acting for quite a while. This could be just him leaving wrestling for a while. I I, I don't know. But I, I do believe this. And I believe this because of the people involved, the actual reporters involved. And just that you don't really see this kind of thing anymore you know, where, where, where there'd be a work like this isn't like, you know, when when WWE put on a press release that Donald Trump bought WWE back leading up to WrestleMania 23, like like that type of thing doesn't happen anymore because there's real money involved. So I don't think this is a work. But if I mean, I think your points are are valid in many ways, but what what really tips the scales for me are the WWE reports, because if Cody's leaving AEW flat 
it doesn't strike me as the move he would make would be to immediately go into conversations and negotiations with WWE, leave, possibly show up. <laughs> I mean, what, in Saudi Arabia on Saturday or, or at WrestleMania or the Raw after WrestleMania or whatever the case? It, it, it doesn't seem like that's the move he would make. It couldn't just be a money grab, could it? Given that he literally helped start a promotion in AEW in large part because of how dissatisfied he was with his time and booking in WWE, the stardust shit, wanting to go out and strike it on his own, wanting to take his father's advice to be his own man and, and take risks and do all those types of things to believe in himself. Going back to WWE for Cody in particular, I'm not saying for anybody, but for Cody really flies in the face of all of that. Now, if he said, I'm leaving AEW, and at some point before the end of this day, Chris, he makes a statement, the reason I left AEW is because I'm going into the business sector. He's starting a media company, right? And he starts producing X, Y, and Z, and he's going to do his training, and he's all do- is going to do all that. Or if we come to find out, I don't know, maybe he raised enough funds and he makes a substantial offer to buy 50% of the NWA from Billy Corgan. And he starts running his own promotion. He's the lead booker and he takes the NWA, his father's base promotion, you know, at the very beginning and brings it back into national prominence. I could see that. Or maybe, and Cody's spoken about this many times, he is going to actually try to run for Congress. He said that's something he wants to do. I mean, he's going to have to laser off that atrocious neck tattoo in order to do that. (laughs) But that's doable, you know. It's well, it's been they, done they, before. Well, I so, mean, there was that. There was well, one thing about Congress, real quick. There, there was that erroneous report about Tony Khan running because some fake re- filing was filed back in the fall that nobody realized until now. And NFL reporters picked it up, and it obviously wasn't true. But I think pri- I don't. I think primaries are real soon. So if that was happening, that would have to happen like real, real soon, if not already. So because there is important timing on that. It's not just about the end of 2022. Well, he, yeah, but he could be, but he could be setting the stage for the run two years from now yeah. at the, when the presidential cycle changes. I mean, my, my point is if he was leaving AEW for something else and he, buys ring of honor, buy, you know, gets a big stake in impact wrestling. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I could totally, or, or is beat up and just wants to take a couple years off and be with his wife and his new baby. There's a lot of reasons that I could believe Cody leaving AEW. But even in many of those that I just mentioned, it's like, why wouldn't you retain um, some type of stake, right? Not not so much an ownership stake, but a behind the scenes role. Why wouldn't you continue being an EVP and take over network relations or something like that, right? So there's all these things flying out there that could be possibilities if him leaving AEW is real. The one thing that makes it really truly feel not real to me is the idea that, yeah, he's immediately already in conversations and negotiations with WWE. That to me just, it flies out of left field. I mean, look, Fightful, Sean Ross Sapp reported, and this was before the official statements came out. Word inside wrestling world is that Cody Rhodes could be leaving AEW and joining WWE. Then we had uh, Andrew Zarian, who works for the, uh, you know, Dave Meltzer's overall larger company. He has a podcast there. He said, I can confirm Cody's camp has been in contact with WWE officials. That's Cody's camp, he's saying, in contact with WWE officials. And then, as we mentioned, Ariel Helwani, 
huge developing news, huge developing news in the world of pro wrestling. Cody Rhodes is leaving AEW, and I'm told Rhodes and WWE are in fact talking about him returning to the organization in the near future. So these are significant reports naming WWE. And I got to say, Chris, when I don't know if we've ever sat down and really fully had this conversation, but when the idea of someone major from AEW going over to WWE is broached, or at least when I've seen it broached, Cody's not the name I would bring up in there, <laughs> right? It would be no. namely number one, Chris Jericho would be the first name where I would say that yeah. would make sense. His time runs out. He says, look, I had a great run. I proved myself. I did all this. I'm just going to cash one more bag. Let me get the bag. I'll do my Fozzie stuff. I'll do their Saudi shows, I'll, you know, all that type of stuff. And I'll move on because Jericho is significantly older than Cody. You know, let's just be honest about it, right? I could see one day down the line, not anytime soon, John Moxley go back. He has a cushy yeah. landing spot as Dean Ambrose. They can do the Shield reunion. He'll get paid a massive amount of money. I could see that happening one day. MJF, if his contract was to run out, and again, I don't think he'll ever leave AEW, at least as long as it exists to this level. But could I see Vince just throwing a bag at this guy and him leaving, I could see it. Yeah, potentially. I don't think it's going to happen, but I could see it. That's the, I mean, I don't want to say that's the only people who would ever leave AEW, but those are who I think about. Those are the names I think about when I consider it or a former WWE people who go over there, realize, hey, maybe the grass isn't always greener and go back. A Miro, an Andrade well, to be yeah. a Charlotte. You know, those types there, of people. There, I don't think of Cody freaking Rhodes doing it. Well, there's also the WWE side where, they they haven't signed anybody of note for a while now. They like, have not. They've been cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. They're 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 getting recruits for for NXT and stuff like that and Gable Stevenson, but they haven't gone out and gotten a big indie guy, gotten gotten somebody else like that in quite some time. So that that's why it's interesting. Um, that's why it's interesting the idea of him going. And we look, we don't know what the conversations are. It's possible Cody doesn't know what he's doing, but he just wants to drum up some interest on, on that side. I mean, there have been plenty of quotes from him basically said it would be really, really hard for him to go back. So I, I'm not as I'm not as focused on the is he going to WWE part of this. I be, just because I think he has a lot of options that are not wrestling. That's I'm why fo I'm focused on. I'm focused on the is this real part of it? And, yeah, no, and, I'm and, saying that's and why I think it's, that, But my point is, is I'm using the WWE conversations as the Number one indicator that I don't think it is real. That that's that's why I'm bringing it up. I just want to be clear. I, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent for real. I I I just I I think the way information was was given to some reporters, legitimate reporters, not that wrestling reporters aren't legitimate, but guys who don't do wrestling for a living. You know, Mike Coppinger, who does boxing boxing for ESPN. Like he stands something to lose. ESPN takes a hit if. He sure. reports on a work. Ariel Hawani, I, I, he's not with ESPN anymore, but he stands to lose credibility yes. as well for, for reporting. Yes, and I, I think, and I think these people know that, and I think Cody and Tony and everybody know that. I, I think they wanted, I think they wanted to make it clear that like we, we, we celebrate each other on the way out. There are not hard feelings. I'm not going to make a surprise appearance on a WWE show. And that's how you find out Cody Rhodes is left AEW or something like that. They wanted to do it in a respectful way. So like if Cody Rhodes was going to leave AEW, this is the way I think it would happen. I guess this would be the way it would happen. Yeah. So 
It's just it's, go ahead. I, I like your points are right. I, I mean, the idea of going right back to WWE at this time, like I don't know, maybe maybe they're spooked about the WrestleMania card, and the, I know there's some other rumors going around. Maybe they're so spooked at the WrestleMania card, they do, do they think Cody Rhodes is that big of a draw? Like that's the other thing. Like that's the other part of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's he's. Is he a bigger deal to them now because he does the Go Big Show because he's, you know, in movies and, and other things well, like that? I, I don't know. He, he doesn't seem like he's that big to me yet. Well, let's be clear and let's be honest about Cody, right? Um, in AEW, and I would, I'm going to feel the same way if he comes back to WWE, he had his moments. There are cer- certain feuds and circumstances and situations where I went, man. Cody really delivered on that individual thing, right? And even when he did work in New Japan, there was, I forgot who he wrestled. I want to say it was Ibushi um, in a G1 match or, or sorry, not a G1 match, like a Wrestle Kingdom match or something like that. Maybe it was Tanahashi, but I'm, I'm really forgetting. But I was like, man, that was a great match by Cody, right? And he's really stepped up his game in this area or that area or whatever the case is. But the totality of Cody Rhodes' body of work in AEW was not for me. And I've made that very clear on this podcast. So if there was someone that was going to come from AEW and go to WWE to get me more excited about the WWE product, it would not be Cody Rhodes. Right. And it certainly would not be Brandy Rhodes, given what we've seen from her on television recently. I I will say I was a, I was generally a fan of Cody's work in AEW for them. There were, there were certain things that were weird. The heel face dynamic was, was weird. Some of the stuff he tried was didn't work. But he always carried himself differently than everybody else in that company. And I think that's because of how much time he spent in WWE. He and the fact that he was an EVP, he he knows how to make moments feel bigger. He knows how to carry himself like a star to give himself the big entrance to 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 do a WWE style match in AEW. Like he, he was not one of these, he was not a Kenny Omega young bucks, you know, indie wrestler type of guy. He did WWE stuff in AEW. So, you know, of all the people who I think fit going back to WWE, absolutely. Absolutely. It's him, but you're right that I don't think all of a sudden Cody Rhodes comes to WWE. The, the only story, the story is not, Oh man, WWE got Cody Rhodes. Can you believe it? No, the story is, hey, somebody just left AEW to go to WWE. That's the story around it. And I don't know if WWE is still interested in that. Like AEW will have, hey, we got the guy from WWE. Right. I don't. I mean, they literally made a match with Brian Kendrick and threw him on TV. I don't think WWE is going to be like, hey, we got the guy from AEW. So that's in in terms of the appeal of WWE potentially bringing him back. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair question. I mean, just think about how many times he shit on WWE in promos. It was like your yes. any promo that he cut when it was a long promo, you were literally sitting there waiting. Okay, where's the WWE shot? It's gonna come. It's, oh, that thing in Connecticut, or right. you know, like like eventually he would get there in every single one of those promos. And then you just also look at like the end of Cody's AEW career. Let's make believe this is the end of AEW's or Cody's AEW career. Like, take it for real here. I mean, coming out of those major feuds he initially had. The TNT feud with Brody Lee, the MJF feud, you know, the way he started off when he was hot, he was easily the top baby face in the company on purpose. Yeah. You know, they built him up. Once he lost that role, it has been a downhill slide for him. I mean, I don't want to say every storyline and feud was progressively worse, but they certainly 
didn't get better or markedly better. I mean, it, you had the Anthony Agogo train wreck, yeah. the QT Marshall train wreck. This little mini thing with Sammy recently was very much a whatever. But I mean, there's others I'm, I'm surely – oh, the Malachi Black. It He got wins when he shouldn't have and then won at the end and then it fizzled out. And you're, you're It felt like they didn't know what to do. It felt like he didn't know exactly what his role was supposed to be. Yeah, and he, a, a, after that first year, they struggled to – I think he struggled to kind of find his identity in the company. Yeah, you were expecting another chapter or a change. And then even recently with the Malachi Black, with the mist and all that, we're thinking, wow, he might turn heel. The crowd starts booing him, and you're like, you know what? If they lean into it, into this, they can make Cody a massive heel. And then he comes out and cuts a promo, breaks kayfabe. I'm never going to be heel. That's not me. It was very much John Cena. It was identical. It was great value. John Cena is is the way I see, look at it. And I if, thought, see, and him I, and him coming yeah. back to WWE. I'll, I'll let you get in after this, dude. Him coming back to WWE, I would look at him as great value, John Cena. The difference being John Cena was a guy who even when fans were dissatisfied with him, he could still be the WWE champion. With Cody, I don't know that he has that ceiling. I don't know that WWE thinks he has that ceiling either. See, that's the thing. That whole I'm not going to turn heel stuff, the booing, the cheering. I I thought that was a work. I thought he was leaning into that to create some big payoff. Where, where something happens. I thought he's he's ahead of the game right now. He's ahead of where everybody's thinking, and he's going to get us with something. So in theory, you would think, oh, this is it. This announcement is it. But I, I don't. In some ways, that would feel like the culmination of what he's been doing and how strange it has all been. And yet, I sit here not thinking that is it and thinking maybe he doesn't really know what he's doing or doesn't really know what's next or or just simply wants to get out of AEW and figure something out. I, Cause remember he requested his release from WWE, you know, at, at the time this was not, he did, he did not get fired. So he is a guy who's just sometimes would just be like, all right, I want out. I got to go figure some stuff out. I, so I, I, I think that is possible, but that whole, that whole last couple months of his run was very odd. I thought there was a big plan and, and now I don't think there was. Maybe there wasn't, or maybe there was, and they just pulled the cord when negotiations got yeah. tense between the two parties. I mean, Fightful is reporting that he asked, he being Cody, asked AEW for too much money and had become distant with people in the company. So this could really just be nothing more than a falling out. Yeah. Um, and that had been reported a while back. Yeah. That, and by the, him by and the, the Young way, Bucks also, were not on the same page. I also just checked and they've been pulled from the AEW roster page. So again, it's, that's a website. It takes three seconds to do it. You know, that doesn't mean anything, but either they're leaning all the way into this 100% into the the work or it's, it's real. And by the way, I want to make it clear for people that are listening to this podcast. I'm not sitting here telling you it's fake. It's very (laughs) possible. It's real. In fact, you know, if I had to bet money on it, if I had to bet money on it, I would say this was real, you know, because that's the most likely outcome here. But I'm just explaining the reasons, or earlier I was explaining the reasons why I'm apprehensive to believe it. And now I'm also talking about why it's kind of nonsensical for this to be the salvo that WWE makes, or for this to be the career move that Cody Rhodes makes. You know, 
I don't know. If I was him, if I was Tony Khan, I would hope that cooler heads would prevail and that Cody, after a period of a couple of weeks being outside the company, is able to come to terms on an agreement. He lowers his salary demand. Tony ups his offer and they come to an agreement and he goes back to AEW because truly that's where he belongs unless he's going to go into business for himself from a wrestling standpoint. And, you know, from a monetary perspective, either I could see him having those funds or being able to um, round up those funds to, yeah. to get people to invest in his idea of wrestling, given that, look, Tony clearly is the creative lead for AEW, but Cody is largely the person who kind of kickstarted the revolution by leaving WWE, going to New Japan, being part of the Bullet Club, befriending Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and kind of spurning this entire thing into existence. So, I mean, and you talk about all, all, uh, all, all in, you know, he, he, he all was in. the business mind. He was the business mind behind that whole revolution. All in about. started all in AEW probably doesn't happen without all in happening. Correct. It was a tweet from him about Dave Meltzer, about selling out a building. That's what got it all started. So yeah, like, you know, I, I can totally see Cody just being like, gotta step away, do my own thing, figure out whether that's WWE, whether that's my own company. Maybe he doesn't know. I think he's got the money and time to, to make that decision. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe they've, Hey, reached out to WWE or WWE said, Hey, interested in very early talks. Doesn't mean anything's done. Doesn't mean anything's imminent. Um, but you know, I, I think Cody's history tells you both why this, why this can be real. And even if it doesn't seem clear exactly what it is. I think that's a really good way to kind of wrap this up. Um, it's Actually, really, one real, one quick thing to, to finish this off. You go out on a it, good note. I try to wrap the show it, up. I know, over. I know. But it, now it, make a bad a, point and let me criticize it. <laughs> it's a bigger picture in that we're, we're getting to the point now with AEW where people are going to be leaving the company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that, that yeah. has not happened yet for AEW. And, and that that's where you become kind of a big boy company. And now how do you handle these type of things? The big swole falling out did not look good uh, upon no. AEW. No. You've got other contracts that are coming up now. AW may or may not resign them. And so all the good, happy feelings around the company for just signing everybody and giving all these contracts, that's going to change now. Someone like Cody leaving, someone like Brian Cage or some other people potentially leaving. Uh, that's going to, it, we'll see how AEW, I think, continues to, to handle that in the future. Yeah, I mean, WWE might sign Brian Cage if uh, his piss test wouldn't burn a hole through the cup. But yeah, um, <laughs> you're right. You know, this is the period of time where the AEW contracts for really the first time are coming up. Uh, Leo Rush was on, I guess, a six-month contract. That He's now a free agent. Uh, Cody, obviously, his contract officially ended and they signed the paperwork, apparently, according to what they said, to have him fully released as a free agent from the company. Um, and yeah, there are going to be other defections. I presume at some point people will start asking for their releases from AEW when they're not used. But I think with AEW, it's a little bit different because in WWE, they restrict you from doing anything else. In AEW, if they're not using you, they're still able to wrestle independence, make money, and they still yes. get their guaranteed AEW check, whatever that is. I don't really know what those dollars look like. So it is it is going to be a little bit of a different process. But yes, this theoretically would be the start. The question is, how deep does it go? How many people does WWE bring in? And I don't think it's going to be many. In fact, you know, you have to remember most of the people that are whose contracts AEW is allowing to expire 
are really in the lower rung of talent. The same Mm -hmm. type of people who at the beginning of the WWE release cycle, the type of people WWE was releasing, the low card people Mm -hmm. who will continue wrestling independently, but probably aren't going to get snatched up by a major company and put into a significant role. So I think that is what we are kind of currently facing here. And the other thing to remember is there's going to be a lot of people in AEW right now that as long as that company exists are legitimate AEW lifers, just like there's currently people who are going to be WWE lifers, your Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, Randy Orton's, those people, John Cena. Uh, In AEW, there's many of those, at least as far as I'm concerned, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, as long as they remain booked to the level that, you know, they see fit, uh, the Darby Allens of the world, um, you know, Britt Baker, I, I would be stunned if she ever left, especially considering Adam Cole is now there with his friends. So, you know, I think they are in a really good spot and candidly losing Cody Rhodes. This is probably the la- the way the way we can wrap this up because we didn't actually address this. Losing Cody Rhodes for AEW, if you told me they lost him nine months ago, I would say, wow, that's a blow for them. Now, it feels like a blip. I mean, the guy hasn't been a major factor on TV for months at this point. And even when he was on TV, it was for a mid-card storyline that you could usually brush away. And at least on on this show, I would often say was one of my least favorite parts of the program. So I think losing Cody is a blip for AEW, something that maybe it changes you know, in terms of their relationship with Warner and they have to figure that out and get a new front person and all that type of stuff. Maybe it's Hangman. Maybe he steps up into that position. Um, So that may change the business side of it. But from the TV product standpoint, for me, it doesn't change anything about AEW. Whereas him going to WWE, I don't really think makes that product better. So it's one of those situations where it's like a net loss and net gain and you end up zero on both sides. It's even across the board. I wonder if you agree or disagree with that. I agree that AEW's weekly product will not be impacted that much by Cody being gone just because we haven't seen him a ton. He's he's not the the weekly face of the company. He is the face of the company from a business standpoint. And like you said, they're going to have to replace him there. But no, week to week, you've got all the elite stuff. Cole, Brian, Punk, Moxley, Jericho. Like you've got a lot of guys there who, who uh, have been carrying the load and, and will continue to. If he does go to WWE, I will be more interested. I think he can be and should be one of the top guys there. I'm not saying he will be, but I I think he has all the ability to. So I do think it'd be a net gain for WWE if that happens, if they position him in a way. And I assume he'd only go there if they would position him in a way. Or we bring back Stardust, who was funny. I'd be fine with a a Stardust uh, reboot, too. I I mean that's the last thing. I, we're gonna end it on that. We're gonna Stardust. end it on the Stardust. He is we're not leaving. I, see, I, I I had I gave you the opportunity to end the show <laughs> on a good note. I, I had you set up for success here, and then you throw Stardust in, which we had not mentioned over the entire thirty minutes of this conversation. But you have to throw it in at the end. He will not be Stardust. At least I hope he's not Stardust in WWE. That would be why. I mean, that would be so off the walls, like batshit crazy for them to pitch it, for him to accept it, to do it. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that would be insane. But okay, look, folks, that is our instant reaction and analysis of Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes uh, leaving AEW and potentially being in talks to join WWE. We will absolutely address this further on the Getting Over Wrestling podcast as the story develops. But I need you all to remember 
that this is officially a two for Tuesday. So coming right after this episode on our feed, we will have WWE Elimination Chamber ultimate preview with a full breakdown of the week in WWE. If you're just listening to the show for the first time, you can subscribe to the Getting Over Wrestling podcast wherever you find fine wrestling audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, uh, any of those Stitcher podcast apps that exist out there. We're on every single one of them. So be sure to subscribe to the show. Also, do not forget that this episode, every episode of the Getting Over Wrestling podcast. So head on over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave a five-star rating, add a review for us on Apple, let people know how much you love the show, and do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Getting Overcast. Thank you all for listening for Vintage Christianity. This is the Silver King Adam Silverstein reminding you, we got one more episode for you today, but also leaving you with three final words. Bye for now.